Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, guys, and thank you for joining us on Bear Archery's Hunting 101. Joining me today is a good friend of mine, Mr. Nick from American Hunt. Nick, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Man, I'm absolutely better than I deserve, that's for sure. That's a beautiful thing. It is a, a heat index of a hundred and like five here today, I think. Um, so I got out this morning about 6 a.m. to shoot my bow before it got hot and uh, still got sweaty. Uh, but at least I got to shoot my bow. So a uh, hot day, but but at least I got to shoot my bow. So it's, it's a good day. Um, I want to talk to you about American Hunt and why the website was built, where you got the drive for it. Uh, before we dive in, though, I do want to give a quick shout out to some of our fantastic friends at Selway Archery. Um, they make some of the best, some of the very best products you can get for traditional archery. Um, so my quiver is a Selway. I have a stringer from Selway. Uh, they just make some fantastic products for the traditional archer. And so if you are into traditional archery, I would just encourage you to check out Selway Archery um, for their quivers. Mainly their quivers is what they're known for. And they're just absolutely fantastic. And they have some awesome bear archery branded quivers. So go check out Selway Archery at selwayarcheryproducts.com. And I promise you, you'll never be anything less than impressed by their products. So, Nick, without any more delay, tell us, tell us first off, just what American Hunt is. Well, we are a platform, and we are trying to do two things. One, we're trying to make land accessible, private land accessible, for anyone. And we're doing that by allowing land leases by the day instead of the season. And we think that's going to make it cheaper for people that can't afford a season-long lease. And also people that can't afford the season-long lease uh, for the time commitment. And then we're also making things easier for guides. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to let guides focus on the fun part while we handle the booking, the advertising, and the payments. And then we have cancellation policies, and it's free to list for both the landowners and the guides. So one thing I really like about um, one thing I really like about leasing land by the day. Now, there's some things I don't like about it. Listen, I'll be honest. There's some things I don't like about leasing land by the day. But there's a lot of things I love about leasing land by the day. Like you just said, there's a lot of guys that get to hunt two or three times a year. So for them to spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars on land to lease it's just out of the question 
So for them to be able to say, you know what, uh, these are the two weekends I get to hunt this year. Uh, so these are the two weekends that I'm going to lease ground. Um, that's perfect. It's perfect because they don't have to have that year long commitment and be tied down to a piece of ground when they really only get to hunt it twice in that year. So, um, that's, that's what I love about it. But also there's a lot of people who just simply can't justify the money, even if they hunt all year long, um, there's just people who can't justify the money of leasing ground. And so for them to be able to, to spend less money and lease ground just when they need it. Uh, I love that aspect about it. I also love, uh, I love the aspect that I could hunt more than just one place. Uh, so basically I could either put all of my money towards leasing one piece of ground for one year and, and that be the piece of ground I hunt all year long, or I can switch it up and hunt different places you know, different weekends. So I love those three aspects about it. Um, now when it comes to, let's talk about the landowner first. Um, how does it work for, for landowners to lease ground on the website? Well, for the landowner, we give them the ability to cash flow their land. For farmers, we give them the ability to not only cash flow their land, but to also potentially take care of an invasive species or a nuisance animal. And then for guides, we, we provide booking, payment, and also advertising. And uh, it's, it's a one-stop shop for that. All you have to do is you go to AmericanHunt.com, you log in, take some pictures, drag your pictures in, talk about what issues you're having or what is available on your land. And for the most part, we do focus on hunting and fishing, but we also have lodging, camping, and off-roading available. And, uh, and then you just post it, and you don't pay anything. It's free to list with us. And the really cool thing is when someone books through American Hunt, we actually take their payment up front, and we hold it in escrow. So they are guaranteed to get paid because no one could book without paying first. We also have a cancellation policy. So if someone cancels last minute, it doesn't leave the guide completely high and dry and out of a day's work uh, because we do want to respect the guide's time as well. That's awesome, man. So there's really no, there's no, for me as a landowner to list ground on American Hunt, there is no real downside. There's really not. We, we're trying to make it as easy and as convenient as possible for everyone involved. Another thing is when, when people do use our service to book a piece of land or to use a guide service, they're agreeing to the rules that the, the landowner has provided. So if a landowner doesn't feel comfortable with someone using a modern gun or going into a certain area, they write that in their rules and they are agreeing to honor that. And uh, we, we feel that's really important. We want everyone to respect the land. Yeah, absolutely. So um, whatever is laid out, in, whatever's laid out in the booking, once you book that, you've agreed to that. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Now, a big question that I know I would have is what what happens if somebody comes on my ground and falls and breaks their leg? Currently, we have a liability waiver, and the end user assumes 
all responsibility for any of their actions while they're they're using AmericanHunt.com on your land. So I can, whether I am the landowner or whether I am the person looking to lease land, and, and, and again, I'm talking strictly landowners and hunters right now. I'm not talking about outfitters, but whether I'm a landowner or whether I'm looking for somebody to lease the land, I can feel assured knowing that this is going to be safe. Exactly. Or as safe as hunting can be. You're still outdoors and you assume those responsibilities. But that's actually one of the reasons why we started the website in the first place. And that's to get people off of, or at least give people the option to get away from public land. One of the issues with public land is it's pressured and you, it could be really crowded and you really don't know who could be hunting really right next to you. Uh, some people get so excited during deer season that they see a bush even shake and they're going to put a, put a 30 out six round or an arrow through it. And that's something that we can avoid by giving people access to private land because you will be the only person on that land. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And that's another thing I really like about being able to lease land by the day um, or by the weekend. You know, I grew up in Northwest Arkansas. I grew up hunting, hunting, um, hunting public ground in the Ozark mountains. And, you know, you might go up and scout one weekend, you come back with a game plan and ready to hunt the next weekend. And there's somebody sitting right there where you wanted to hunt and it just throws you off. You know, it's just like, well, crud. Um, or, you know, you walk in and, and it's dark in the mountains and you can't see anything. Uh, and you get kind of set up and the sun comes up and you ended up sitting, you know, a hundred yards from somebody else. So you're like, well, crud, I'm sorry, I'll move. Um, so it, it can become frustrating. It can become difficult and it can just flat out become hard hunting public ground. Now, listen, I am a public land advocate. Um, I believe that we need to keep public land public. Uh, I love going out West and hunting public ground. Uh, I I'm a huge proponent of public land, but listen, when you get down here in the Midwest, or in the South, I'm also a huge proponent, uh, a huge a promoter of hunting private ground and, and managing the ground that you have privately, managing it yourself. So I understand the benefit of both, and 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 I'm not trying to push anybody away. I would never try to push anybody away from hunting public ground. I have I have seven or eight leases here in Kansas, but when it comes turkey season, I still hunt public ground for turkeys. Uh, I mean, mainly my, my leases just aren't great for it. Um, they're, you know, my deer leases. So I still hunt private ground for turkeys, but there's a time and a place I believe for both for private and public. I believe that, that, that everybody needs to have the experience of hunting private ground, a a piece of private ground that's been managed, a piece of private ground that's been maintained. And then I believe everybody needs to have the experience of going out and just doing it the hard way on public ground. Um, so I'm a huge promoter of both, but there are a few things I really, really love about hunting private ground, especially in this manner. Now, Nick, if I'm being honest, there's one thing I don't like about American hunt, and, and this is just probably the control freak in me, um, is man, my leases, uh, I run cameras 365 days a year. Um, I run cameras all year long. I have three or four different stands at each lease. Um, and I'm constantly trying to learn more about those deer. 
and, and, and that's just the land manager in me. And I understand a lot of people uh, haven't gotten into that aspect of hunting yet. So for me to say, hey, here's a tree stand, some deer walk by, go climb in and hunt. I understand the, 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 the joy in that. And I understand the, the, how that's appealing because, you know, when I first started getting into hunting for the first, you know, four or five, six years, that's how I wanted it to be. Well, then I wanted it to become more of, of me managing the ground, me producing the deer, me figuring out where they are. Um, so that would be my only, my only pitfall to American hunt was it, or to leasing land by the day in any form is that I want to have control over that land year round. You know, I want to, I want to have control over what type of food plots are planted, where they're planted, where stands are hung, what kind of stands are hung, where blinds are put up, where my cameras are hung, so on and so forth. So that'd be my only downside. And for a lot of people, especially the beginner, that is not a downside. That is a plus. And listen, Nick, that's why I believe that's why I believe American Hunt is the perfect um, friend for the Hunting 101 podcast because we want to create new hunters, and I believe American Hunt does just that and helps create new hunters. So you are right. A lot of people really do enjoy working their land every day of the year. But that's also a really small group of people because there's a lot of people that they love hunting and fishing and they love being outdoors, but they have a nine to five, they have a family, and they simply just don't have time. And that's, exactly. that's really where, we, where we're coming in. We could let someone else potentially do that management. And then you have that one weekend where you want to take your son or your daughter out and go go deer hunting or go duck hunting and you don't have to put in that time commitment. And, and yeah. we're not opposed to public land at all either. We love public land. I love public land. We just want to give people another option because one of the drawbacks to public land is you are also dealing with the public. And, uh, I think a lot of people that have, have hunted public land, they all have some kind of a nightmare story. Some don't, of course, but, We've all heard stories of people having their their gear taken in the middle of the night, or you're sitting on a on, on your your stand. You got up early, you played the wind, and then someone comes tromping in, not playing the wind, and just completely kills your spot at prime shooting hours. And the list goes on. So we just want to give people another option. Yeah, and, and, and again, that's what I. I uh, there's way more positives for me than negatives. And you are right. You know, there is a very small population of the hunting community who who find value in managing their own land. And, and so you're absolutely 100% right. There needed to be a service uh, for people. You know, I have people call me all the time. Uh, Dylan, where do I go hunt? You know, I need somewhere to go hunt. Um, because that's a big question. And, and especially when you're starting of where to hunt, um, how do I, how do I go about asking landowners if I can hunt? Um, it's become a hard deal, you know, even just 15, 20 years ago, you could walk up to any old farmer and say, Hey man, I'd love to hunt your ground. He'd say, yeah, man, you guys go out and have a good time. Uh, but, but finding hunting ground has become so much more difficult. It's become so time consuming. It's become spending 
hours driving around and knocking on doors or or making phone calls or you know google searching um you know looking at onyx to see who owns it and google searching if you can find out their phone number and calling them i mean it's become so hard to get access to ground um especially here in kansas man i mean i've lost so much ground uh that i've leased for a couple years or a few years or uh even five years i've lost it uh due to some out-of-stater coming and paying big bucks to hunt it um and there's nothing there's nothing i can do about that i understand where the landowner's coming from uh he wants to to make money um so it's become so hard to find ground. And so that's what I find so awesome about American hunt is you're making more land, more accessible to more hunters. And that, that is for a beginner, that's golden. Exactly. That, that's exactly what we're doing. It's, it's funny that you brought that up because that was actually one of the reasons why we actually created American hunt. When I first got started getting into to deer hunting, I was looking for all these spots and I was one of the, the people that was going door to door. And uh, I got myself into some awkward situations to say the least. Uh, you know, th- sometimes people aren't ready for a knock on their door and uh, some people do not like random people coming to knock on their door. So uh, that, let's, let's just say starting American Hunt helps avoid those awkward situations. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some pretty awkward situations, man. Yeah. Um, I've had some pretty awkward situations. This one old man, this one old man, uh, him and his wife were sitting there and I walked up and I I asked them for permission to hunt their ground. And, uh, and, and they said, well, what are you wanting to pay? And I told him, you know what I would pay for it. And I said, you know, I'd love to bring you some of the, some of the meat that's harvested off your, off your ground here. And she looked at me and said, well, that's disgusting. We're vegetarians. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, well, um, okay then. And, uh, then after I, they were going to let me hunt the ground until I offered to bring them meat, then they wouldn't let me hunt. And I thought, well, crud. <laughs> yeah. There's been some awkward encounters, man. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the, the one that comes to mind was, uh, I saw a really beautiful piece of land. There was a house on the side of the road. I go, I go to knock on the door. The door was open. And, uh, there was a guy that was, that was asleep in his underwear and I figured I'm just going to let this beast lie and I am not going to wake it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, man. But, but that's what American hunt does. We, we, we also help avoid those kinds of situations. I mean, everyone that's going to be posting obviously wants to be found and they want to lease their land to responsible hunters. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is there anything the landowner can do, um, and this might not be, but is there anything the landowner can do to kind of vet the people that'll be hunting there? So they're going to know exactly who is on their land, but as far as vetting specifically, no, right now we are just, uh, we're, we're, we're allowing anyone with a hunting license that is a legal hunter that can legally carry a firearm if firearms are allowed on the land to go hunt. Um, so the, there is the, archery only. Yes, sir. They can they can choose whichever means of hunting they would prefer or feel comfortable with on their land. That's so awesome. some people don't some people don't feel comfortable with modern gun, so they could just allow archery or primitive. Some people are are really prone to just bow hunting, so it could just be archery. 
some people have a really a, a lot of land and a nuisance issue and they want to eradicate that nuisance issue and uh, they'll allow modern gun or some people they really just don't care and what whatever anyone wants to bring that's completely fine with them as long then as you uh, got dudes then you got dudes flying in with choppers ready to kill hogs <laughs> exactly exactly and we are we are really looking forward to that service coming live on American Hunt pretty soon yeah that that's one of the coolest things man can do and, and I've not I've not had the ability to take pleasure in it yet but I can 100% promise you that I will and uh, I can 100% promise you that um, I've got a friend in Oklahoma um, who owns an outfit and uh, he might have some opportunity coming up and I can promise you I'll drop anything I'm doing and get down there and get in a chopper and start shooting hogs. Um, before we move on, I want to talk about the outfitter side of things, but before we move on, I do want to give a quick shout out to Rocky mountain outfitters in Colorado. Um, they are one of the greatest elk hunting outfits you could ever go to. Um, they started back in 2011 they guide men, women, youth, uh, anybody on hunts. They offer um, they offer two different hunts that are both fully guided. Uh, one on private land, and one uh, is a high country horseback hunt, which is just incredible. I mean, if you go on an elk hunt uh, that's that's uh, horseback in the high country, I mean, you're going to experience something you've never experienced before, and it's going to be incredible. They got elk, they got deer, they got antelope hunts. Um, that's what they specialize at least in. But if you call them and say, hey, I got a, a, a bear hunt, sheep hunt, um, I need help with, they'll guide you on those too. Um, so so Rocky Mountain Outfitters out of Colorado, um, one of the best outfitters you'll ever go to. Go visit them at www.rmooc.net uh, to get your next adventure booked. Um, they are licensed and insured, um, and they are bonded with the state of Colorado. So go check out Rocky Mountain Outfitters. Now, let's talk about the outfitter side of things. Um, what's the benefit in an outfitter leasing their ground with you? Well, what we do for outfitters is a few things. One, we take care of bookings, payments. Well, one, we take care of bookings. So we, we find them clients, we take care of payments, so they don't have to wait for cash in hand or, or a check. In order for someone to book, they pay up front, and they're guaranteed to get paid. And then we also have a cancellation policy, which we do honor. So if someone were to last minute cancel our guides, they still get paid. Because if, a, if someone cancels last minute on a guide, that guy just lost a day of work. And, and, and that's, a, that's a big issue for a lot of guides. So we really paid attention to that for them. But then also by, by taking care of all of that, we let the guides focus on what they do best. And that's guiding. We let them focus on hunting and fishing. And then we take care of, of the rest, essentially. And then also it's free to book. So it's really a no-brainer. At least we feel it's a no-brainer. And also another thing that we do is we put guides on a national platform. We're giving them quite a bit more exposure. When a lot of guides, they still rely on a word-to-mouth or, or, or classified ads or uh, pro shops, a local pro shop. And what we do is we give them the exposure of anyone that comes to AmericanHunt.com 
and anyone that's interested in what they are specializing in in their area. Yeah, that's pretty big, man. Now, I do want to talk about the benefit of hunting with a guide. Um, I enjoy hunting with guides for many reasons, especially for the beginner and especially for somebody, um, even if you've been a lifelong hunter, but you're trying a new species in a new area and it's a whole new ball game. Uh, so for me, I'm going on a bear hunt in September and I will be hunting with an outfit. Um, and here's why. Because for that week that I'm there in camp, I get to ask them any question I could dream of about bear hunting. I get to ask them any question I could dream of about shot placement, about aging a bear, about caping out a bear, infilled care of a bear, you know, game, I mean, how to cook bear. I can ask them all of these questions because they specialize in bear hunting. Um, as opposed to going out and trying to do it yourself. Now, listen, I also love do-it-yourself hunting. But I, for the beginner, I always encourage finding a guide or finding an outfit because you get to glean from their knowledge. You get to ask them any question you want. And listen, you guys, if you've followed along with the Hunting 101 podcast at all, you know I'm a huge proponent of asking questions and not just thinking, well, I don't want to... I don't want them to think I don't know anything. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to look like a novice. Listen, I'm a huge proponent of asking questions, and a guide is a great place to ask questions. So, man, and, and this is crazy to think of, but I've got friends out west, and like, man, I've always wanted to come to the Midwest and shoot a whitetail. And I'm just like, what? You've never, I mean, that's like what, that's like the what people start with, you know? Um, and like, I've always wanted to come to the Midwest and hunt whitetail. If you want to come to the Midwest and hunt whitetail, I would encourage you, go on American Hunt, open up Kansas or open up Missouri or open up another state and look for deer hunting and find you a guide, find you an outfit, book a hunt, get in touch with them. And listen, I'm a big proponent of asking guides questions beforehand. What can I expect? What do I need? Is there anything different I need to change about my bow or my gun? Do you guys prefer fixed blades or expandable broadheads for whatever game I'm coming to hunt. Um, ask them all those questions beforehand and start learning as quick as you can. Uh, I believe when you hunt with a guide, you're paying for two things. You're paying for um, the experience. You're paying for, you know, just the hunt. But then also you're paying for all the information you get to learn from those people, which to me is invaluable. Um, I, I, I love watching Meat Eater. Um, on Netflix. I love watching Meat Eater. And one thing I've noticed about Steve Ranella is that he seems to be a pro in everything. You know, it's not like he goes and hunts something and he's like, yeah, I don't really know. I've never... He seems to be just an expert in everything. And, and I believe... Well, Steve hunts a lot with outfits and I believe he's just... He's always asked those outfits and he's learned from a young age to ask the question so you can become knowledgeable. Um, so, so I'm a huge proponent of asking questions and a guide is a fantastic place to start with those questions. No, I, I completely agree. And to, to piggyback on what you were just saying, whenever you're getting into any sport, it really helps to start out with strong fundamentals or with someone kind of showing you the way. And not everyone has the luxury of a dad, an uncle, or a mentor that really knows how to hunt or fish really well. 
And a guide does exactly that. You could go on a trip with a guide. And first of all, they're going to take you to a spot that they know has a really high success rate. So you're, you're more likely to have a really good time. But then also, if you are trying to learn the sport, there's no one better to ask than a guide that has literally dedicated their life to hunting and fishing. Yeah, they've made it their living. I mean, that's what they're they're the experts. I mean, if if I'm looking for for tire advice, I don't go to Walmart, find some find some gal strolling down the spaghetti aisle and say, "Hey, listen. What would what kind of tires would you put on my 2008 Silverado? What kind of tires would you choose?" No, I stink and go to a tire shop and I ask them, "Why? Because they're the professionals. They know what they're talking about." Same with hunting. Uh, now, listen, I I love the way social media has gotten people connected. I love that. And I love that the hunting community can be more connected because of social media. But you even have to be careful about asking questions on sh- social media because you don't know that you're getting solid advice. Um now there are places that I would recommend going to on social media to get advice. Um but you don't know that you're getting solid advice. So I believe when you go to an outfitter and when you start asking them they care about your success because their success reflects them. So they'll answer the questions truthfully and they'll give you their honest 100% opinion. So I'm a huge proponent of outfitters. Um, always have been, always will be. Uh, now I do, I do over the counter, do it yourselves hunt. Uh, I try to do one a year. So I'm a huge proponent of that and just going out and, you know, grinding out until I try to find an elk on the mountain, try to find a bear, try to find a, a mule deer, whatever. I'm a huge proponent of that. It's a, it's a awesome time, but I really, really enjoy hunting with an outfit, especially for the beginner. Um, now, Back to the question about the outfit. Um, is there any is there anything that an outfit would have any concerns about with with leasing or with with listing on American Hunt? I don't think so. Really, we're trying to make everything as easy and as streamlined as possible for all parties involved. We want everyone to be happy by using American Hunt and uh, outfitters. It's it's a very similar process to uh, listing their service as someone would be listing their land. They literally just create a free account. They talk about what they're doing. They drag some pictures in and list it. And then when someone books, they, uh, they, will, they will get a, a text. And then they will then confirm or deny that reservation. That way there won't be any double bookings. And once that reservation is confirmed, it's on the books. That's awesome, man. So, guides, landowners, head over to AmericanHunt.com. Get your services listed. Guides, landowners, get your land listed. Get some photos added in there. Um, and if you are a hunter looking to pick up more ground this, this fall, or even this summer, looking to find some new places to go fish for the afternoon. Head over to AmericanHunt.com. Click on the state you're looking to hunt in. Click on the the animal or the game you're looking to pursue. 
and you'll have listings pop up all around you. So go and check AmericanHunt.com. Follow these guys on Facebook. Follow these guys on Instagram. I 100% am a believer in what you guys are doing, and I am pumped about it. I'm pumped to use it. Um, you know, I go, I travel a lot through Oklahoma, and, and I've always just thought, man, if I just had a stinking piece of ground to hunt, you know, this evening, then I would go hunt. And so I'm a huge, I'm really excited uh, for the next time I'm, I'm, you know, traveling through Oklahoma uh, to just log on and find a piece of ground and hunt it the next morning and have no tie to it, no connection to it, and then just roll on. I'm really excited about that. Um, or, you know, when I'm on vacation, uh, I even thought about this, man. I'm headed to, I, I'm going on a road trip. Uh, me and my wife are going on a road trip um, prior to my bear hunt in Maine. It's like a 29-hour drive. So we're making it like a five-day drive and just, you know, enjoying different places. So I promise you, man, if I get the opportunity, you know, and we're in Indiana or whatever, and and, and I got a, a free night, I'm just going to log on and see if I can find some hunting ground near me and go hunt. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. That's a, an awesome, um, an awesome benefit of American hunt is if you're traveling and you decide, Hey man, I'd really love to go, go sit in the tree stand tomorrow morning. Um, you can log on, put in the state you're in and the game you're wanting to go pursue and try to find a piece of ground near you. Um, and also real quick, don't forget about fishing. Fishing is, uh, is just about year round and fishing is a ton of fun. And that is something that we also offer, especially with our guided services. I've had more fun going out with a fishing guide with my friends. Um, almost, almost more fun doing that than anything else. So I, I highly recommend checking yeah. out uh, some fishing guides with AmericanHunt.com. Yeah, man. Uh, fishing guides are a blast. I love going out with a crappie guide. Um, you know, you go down to Texoma and, and hunt, or I'm sorry, you go to Texoma and fish for stripers um, with a guide. It's always a good time, especially like you said, you get five or six buddies with you. Uh, just an absolute blast. So yeah, absolutely. Um, check out those, those listings on American hunt as well. So make sure and go and follow American hunt on social media, uh, both on Instagram and Facebook. Um, on Instagram, it is American underscore hunt. And then on Facebook, it's just American hunt. Go follow both of those pages. Uh, they're going to be launching a giveaway pretty soon, um, and they're going to actually be giving away a bear approach ready-to-hunt package uh, that'll come fully set up, ready to shoot. And I don't know if you've ever shot that bow, but for the price point, the bear approach is one of the greatest bows ever made. So for somebody who's just getting started, that would be an absolute phenomenal bow to start with. But also, somebody looking to pick up a backup bow be a great bow to keep as a backup bow um, or as a primary bow. It's just an all-around fantastic shooter of a bow. Uh, so we're going to be giving away a approach ready to hunt package and we're also going to be giving away a brothers of bushcraft survival knife so all you've got to do is go to both of those pages and when you see the giveaway post like and share that post and then tag three friends in that post in both of those posts um, on facebook and on instagram and on both platforms Doing those things will get you one entry apiece. So if you do it on Facebook and on Instagram, you'll have two entries into the giveaways. And we, on on August 12th, we will select two winners, one for the knife, one for the bow. And, you know, maybe if you just hit the jackpot, you'll get drawn for both. Um, so 
make sure and go to Facebook and Instagram, like and share that post. And all of these details for the giveaway will be on the post. So, so don't think about having to try to remember these, but, um, they'll be on the post. So make sure and get in to win those because on August 12th, we'll be picking two winners, one for a brand new knife, one for a brand new bow. So make sure and head over to American hunt, Instagram, Facebook, and get in for that giveaway. All right, Nick, before we go, man, send us off with a, a super fun hunting story you got for us, whether it be deer hunting, duck hunting, whatever it is, man, your favorite hunt to date, uh, your your most memorable hunt, maybe your first deer, whatever it is, share with us a super fun hunting story. So this is actually my first deer, and uh, I wanted to make sure I got my first deer with a bow. So it's super cold. It's probably, I, w- I want to say it was late January. Anyway, I'm sitting in this deer stand and I hear the deer blow and I remember thinking like, man, I blew it again, but I decided just to, to sit it out for a little longer and they ended up circling around and they came back and I took a perfect shot and, uh, it was so perfect that, that the doe, she laid down and she didn't, she didn't go too far away from, from where I, I hit her and I've never really taken a deer before with a bow. So I'm looking at her and I'm all excited and I, I didn't really know what to do. I wasn't sure if I should climb down the stand. I could tell that she was still alive. So uh, I stand up and I knock another arrow. I pull back and when I release, my arrow falls straight down because I didn't actually knock the arrow. My fingers were too cold and I was too excited. I dry fired my bow. And it was the most bittersweet experience I ever had because I got my first deer, but then I also just broke my bow. And that was a bummer. But um, in the end, I I guess it was a good first first deer story. So (laughs) that's awesome, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one one of the best failure success stories I've ever heard all in one. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, she actually ended up being delicious and I ended up having to get my bow fixed. That's awesome, man. <laughs> well, at least, Hey, at least you had something to show for a blown up bow. So, um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, no. And then the follow up to that story is the one thing you hear every deer hunter say is do not cut the gut sack. So I get down I call my buddy. He's at work. He's kind of the guy that took me under his wing to uh, to learn deer hunting. And he couldn't help me out because he's at work. So I hang up this deer and and I, I start to get her open to field dresser. And I cut the gut sack. And I just remember this air blowing on my face. I think it might have even moved my hair a little bit. And it was the worst smell I ever experienced but I learned that lesson too. <laughs> yeah. That's always, that's always a good time there. Yeah. That's yeah. always a good time, man. One time, one time I, uh, one time I was hunting and, um, a doe stepped out and she was at like 32 yards and this was like first weekend of season. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just shoot, shoot a doe. First one I see, get some meat in the freezer get the first year of the year off my back and just, and, uh, and so I had that plan going into it. She steps out at 32 yards. I knock an arrow and I get to about half draw and my release breaks. Um, like my release messes up and it was, it was, a 
I had had this release for like six years and I had, I mean, I, I shot it all the time. Love this release. And it breaks halfway through the draw. So the arrow soars and like hits like a tree beside her or whatever. And she bolts. And uh, so I'm sitting there. And of course the rest of my morning hunt is blown because my release is broken. Um, so like there, there literally is no more hunting for me. So not only did I did not just mess up this deer, but I, I have to just pack up and go home now. And so I learned one, one thing I learned was always pack an extra release. Um, and then another thing I learned was when you punch yourself in the face, cause your release breaks, it really hurts. <laughs> so, uh, Man, we've all been there. We've all done stupid stuff in the woods. We've all had failures in the woods, but uh, that was one of the greatest success failure stories I've ever heard. Well, thank you. And you know, that that's just part of it. And really hunting, it's not for me, at least, it's not so much about the kill, but it's about the whole experience. It's about the chase. It's about that apex moment. It's about being excited, let down. It's like a really good story. It takes you through all the emotions. So Yeah, there it is, man. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate a good failure story in the deer woods, especially when your failure story turns out to be a success story. Uh, before we go, I do want to give a quick thank you to our friends over at Wise Eye Technology, the absolute best trail cameras known to man. They um, they are a a text trail camera. And so they, as soon as you get a picture, uh, text it to your phone, but also it recognizes different species. So I don't get a thousand pictures of coons or coyotes. I only get pictures of the deer and the bucks that I want. Um, and then it, it will also send me graphs and charts as to, um, when those deer are showing up in comparison to days, hours, moon phases, temperatures. So an absolute scouting, game changer in wise eye technology cameras so go check those guys out they're absolutely phenomenal but guys thank you for listening i hope you guys have a great week and i would encourage you to go check out american hunt